R E A R E A R E A R E A Audio Reemployability. Welcome to episode four of Reemployabilities, REA Audio. We're finishing up our series with Yashika Williams, a workers' comp attorney. This week, she's going to tell us some true stories of some of her experiences and how she was able to come to some positive outcomes. But before we start, Yashika, you're soon to be an award-winning attorney. It's been a busy summer for you, hasn't it? It has. So I was just nominated for a uh, Comp Laude Award. So I've been uh, moved to the second pro- second uh, level of evaluation for the process. So I'm ex- excited about that. Uh, Rafael Gonzalez nominated me. Um, and I've also been nominated for an In Touch Award. So I'm thinking this is truly award season. So hopefully I'll bring one of them home. Well, that would be awesome. Do you have your acceptance speech all written up? I better start working on that. So we were talking earlier uh, about some stories that that you have in your experience in your years as a workers comp uh, attorney, um, and and some of the lessons that were learned and and you know there's really never a funny or happy story, but but a lot of them do end well, and and so those are the ones that we want to focus on because even though people go through some struggles, uh, at the end of the day with the right guidance and assistance and when people do the right thing, things do turn out well. Um, so go ahead and start us off with one of those. Um, I have a story where there was, this is really early on in my practice. I had a, a injured worker who was, he reminded me a lot of my granddad. Um, he was a little bit fussy, um, straight to the point, uh, but he had a real injury. He was a truck driver and he suffered an injury and he would call and say, Yashika, what's going on with my benefits? I haven't gotten my check yet. <laughs> <laughs> and so, is that what your grandfather really sounds like? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I would call the adjuster and talk to her. Um, that case was really important to me because it let me know the benefit of being accessible um, and listening. So often in our, our conversations and in our claims handling, we are not listening to what's going on with the injured worker. And I think more than anything, he just wanted to call and fuss at somebody. And because I listened, it worked. Um, we were able to get his case settled and he went on about his way. But I'll tell you, even during the mediation, I, I got permission from his attorney to just come and sit in the room with him. We'd broken up into different rooms. And I just sat in there and I said, sir, what is it that you want? And he looked at me and with that gruff voice, he said, this is what I want and this is what I deserve. Um, and honestly, it was exactly within the authority that I had. And so we were able to get the case settled and he went off happy. Um, and so did my client. <laughs> yeah, piece of cake, just like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I bet a lot of that stems from fear. I, you know, we I think a lot of times we forget that when a worker is in that situation, um, maybe they, you know, come across as tough and gruff, but, but that's some people's defense mechanisms too, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And you think we deal with this every day. Mm-hmm. These injured workers, and there are some who do, but most of these injured workers aren't getting injured every day at work. They're not dealing with this often. Mm-hmm. And some of the instances that they see, their family members or people, commercials on TV, don't leave them with a warm and fuzzy feeling. Right. And so they are very scared and they, they don't understand the system. And so sometimes you may get that disgruntled employee who just really wants you to listen to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's a great approach. I'm sure you could have taken many different ones and, and you probably got things done much more efficiently by just lending an ear and, and letting him say what he said. Oh, for sure. I'm sure yeah. he's much better. Yeah. 
<laughs> God bless you. <laughs> you have a lot of patience. So what, what else you have? What are, what are some other stories that, that come to mind? You know, I had a case that I went to trial on recently and it was um, an employer who did everything right. So I want to talk about that. Mm -hmm. Had an injured worker who had a uh, compensable work accident and um, this person was a, a security patrol person. So they monitored the, the uh, premises, walked up and down stairs, elevators, parking lots, had a pretty significant injury. Um, the employer, after the claimant was allowed to return to work, offered some work to the injured worker. Very thorough with the job offer, very knowledgeable of the work restrictions, ensured that the job offer was within the work restrictions, and unfortunately, the employee refused the restrictions. So we wound up going to trial for over a close period of time um, on a defense of voluntary limitation of income. We were able to succeed. We had a favorable result uh, following the, th the hearing, but I will tell you those cases are very difficult to prove, but the employer just did everything right. It was good documentation. Mm -hmm. It was very good communication. And um, it was a lot of patience because the injured worker was given opportunity after opportunity uh, to come back to work. And I think that also worked in our favor that we didn't say after the first delay, okay, we're washing our hands with you. They gave him more opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I think the judge really looked favorably on us for that. You mentioned communication. Um, here at Reemployability, when we bring on a new client, that is the major thing that we talk about when putting people into our program is the importance of communication, right? In our program, we put people into nonprofits, but the employer is still the employer. We're not the employer, they are. And just like any, uh, any good relationship, communication from the employer, is, it just makes everything so much easier. Do you find that employers, you know, because it seems like kind of going back to that whole uh, mystique of, of the law, right? Like um, as soon as something happens, you don't say anything unless your lawyer's there, right? I guess I watch Law & Order too much. But, you know, don't talk unless the lawyer's there. But, and, and that may limit uh, an employer's desire to communicate. Um, but it sounds like you're saying communication is super important, right? Yes. Uh, let me share something too. I'm a big proponent of this. Um, we've had a few, you know, in my own work office, the office here at, at the firm, um, we've had a couple of people who have experienced some loss of family members. And when you think about a person in your at your job who has lost a family member, what's the first thing you do? You get a card, you sign a card, you send flowers, right? Mm -hmm. um, but what happens when you have an injured worker? Do you send a card saying thinking of you or um, do you send flowers after they've had a surgery? You know, sometimes these injured workers, the first time they hear from their employer after an accident is for them to come back to work. Right. So you had this injury, you've been out of work, the doctor says you've been hurt so bad you can't work. You may have had a surgery and as soon as the doctor says you can come back to work, you get a letter. Where does this letter come from? Oh, it's the employer saying come back to work on June 1st. Wait, this is the first I've heard from you in three or four months. Right. In the employee, in the employee's head, he's already broken up with you. He's <laughs> already <laughs> with the job. Right. You know. And so it's important for us to be supportive. And even if a person has an attorney, it's important for the employee to understand that. We don't blame them for the accident. You know, Florida work comp is no fault. It doesn't matter if there's, they make bad decisions, if they're just silly, um, they're not paying attention. If they have, if it happened at work, it's covered under workers comp. Mm -hmm. so we have to take our emotion out of it too. 
And then we have to say, what would we want? Would we want our employer to, to pass around a car for the, my people on my team to sign and let me know they're thinking of me because I had an accident? Or they called to check on me after my surgery? Mm-hmm. It's the little things that really make a big difference. Mm-hmm. And I, I would say 50% of my cases I get involved uh, employees who are pissed off. Can I say pissed off? Yeah, you just did. It's okay. <laughs> they feel yeah. like they've been thrown away by their employer. Mm-hmm. You know, they haven't heard from them. And so um, we have to communicate, even if it's just, hey, I hope you're doing okay. Just checking mm-hmm. in on you, not getting into the legal part, but just saying, hey, I, I know you had surgery last week. How's it, how you feeling? How's it going? Um, we have time for one more. You have, any, you have one more story? It's a bad story, but I'll tell it anyway. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's not bad. Right. I had a case with a person who had a really serious injury. Okay. He was a victim of a robbery. Mm-hmm. Very bad. I will tell you, the insurance carrier was so proactive in getting this person the treatment he needed immediately. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times, I always say that adjusters have a thankless job, not T-H-I-N-K-L-E-S-S, but thankless, T-H-A-N-K-L-E-S-S. Because mm-hmm. they are dealing every day with people who have serious injuries, um, who are dealing with medical issues, um, loss of limbs sometimes, and even, um, loss of income, right? Mm-hmm. And so when those adjusters are proactive and get heavily involved and show compassion, it makes a huge difference. They were able to get this young man, he was very young, um, get him the treatment he needed really quickly and process him through um, orthodontic care, you know, dental work, um, psychiatric care. And he has gone on to do great things in his own life, you know, because we were able to make a difference and do it quickly. Mm-hmm. And so think sometimes you can have a, a, an accident or an employee who has a severe injury, but we can kind of turn their lives around if we provide a positive impact um, on their care and show them some compassion. And I think we're finding that that's happening a lot in workers' comp. So I want to give adjusters, um, give them their roses. Well, that, that, was a, that was a bad circumstance, but it's a great story. And it's something that we should all keep in the back of our mind, not just in our, in our dealings and workers' comp, but in life as a whole, right? Something, you, catch more, you catch more flies with honey than with vinegar, right? I think that's how it goes, something like that. But uh, yeah, you got to gotta wear other people's shoes. That's great. Yeshika, thank you so much for sharing those with us. I think we came away with uh, one overall uh, point is uh, just have a heart right? And deal with human beings like they're human beings. That's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Yashika, is there any way if anybody wants to reach out to you for representation or anything like that, um, can they reach out to you via email or look you up on LinkedIn? What's the best way to do that? Sure. My email is ycwilliams at eraclides. It's E-R-A-C-L-I-D-E-S.com. And I'm on LinkedIn, Yashika C. Williams. Feel free to reach out to me, um, 813-222-8880. That's the number to my office. Um, I'd love to help you. If you have any questions regarding workers' compensation, give me a call. Yes, Sheikha, thank you so much. Will you come back and do another show with us sometime? Anytime you want. Oh, this has been super fun. Thanks so much. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Tuesday, August 17th is National Nonprofit Day. We're going to highlight one of Reemployability's partner organizations, the Coalition for the Homeless of Central Florida, and investigate what they've learned over the past 18 months of COVID-19 and provide some practical takeaways so you can be better at what you do at work and at home. 
Now, if you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode of REA Audio, please, please, please email me at Todd at reemployability.com. Also, please subscribe to REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get these episodes automatically sent to you each week. You can also check out more content, including webinars, at listentorea.com. Please subscribe. We will be forever grateful. Have an awesome week.